The Bible says, God resists the proud and He gives grace to the humble. Another scripture says, He gives law to the proud and grace to the humble. And this is what Naaman was faced with. Do you really want healing? This is the way. And he had a problem with the way. Do you really want financial breakthrough? Do you really want healing of your body? Do you really want to restore that relationship? Do you really want to move up in the company that you're in, but you feel stuck? Do you really want that job that seems to be just out of reach? You have a sense that God has called you for something great, but you just you can't get to that next step. Whatever your story might be, the key to unlocking the healing, the breakthrough lies in humility first. Hello and welcome to the Love Key Church podcast, where we share our church's message of the week. My name is Heinz Winkler, and together with my wife, children, and our leadership team, we host Love Key Church here in Somerset West, online, and on this podcast. It is our mission to help you to encounter God, align with His purposes, reign in life, and help others to do the same. We trust that you will find this message empowering, encouraging, and inspiring. Please share it with your friends and family and write a review for us. And a huge thank you goes out to those who have already done so. May you be thoroughly blessed as you listen to this message. We're ending off a series called First that uh, we've been busy with for the last couple of weeks. I can't believe it's the end of Feb. How many of you guys are a little like, what? Are we starting March already? <laughs> I'm a little, I was, it's like, yeah, it's crazy. Anyway, um, so our series scripture has been a well-known one. I hope that you know it by now. Matthew 6, six verse Moi. And it says, but seek, everybody say, seek first. Seek first. The kingdom of God. The kingdom of God. And His righteousness. And, and His, his righteousness, righteousness. And all these things. And all these things. Shall be added to shall you. Shall be added to you. That was sad. We need to practice that apparently. That's our word. Seek first the kingdom of God. That has not changed. It hasn't changed. Just because you hear the Word of God for the thousandth time, it, it doesn't make it less true. It still remains the same. It still remains something we have to do. I think there's a culture in the modern day church where we're like, we're looking for the next word, the next revelation. If we, if we don't get these things right, God can't trust us with more. can't trust us with new. Are you seeking Him first? then the revelations will come. You will get revelations in your quiet time. Amen? But a revelation is not a revelation if it contradicts the Word of God. There's just a side note we need to keep in mind. I'm going to do a quick recap again because the reason we're doing today is so we can look back and say, okay, God, you have shared this with us. You've spoken this into our spirits. Now we want to respond and say, yes, I'm going to do it. I've got a very strong sense in my heart that some of us have heard these words. We think, yes, it sounds great, but we haven't actually taken the step to apply it to our lives. And if that's you and you feel right now the Holy Spirit is going, yes, that's you, that's a, that's the, the word for that is conviction. It's not to make you feel bad. That's condemnation. But conviction moves us to action, to positive action for the kingdom. And I'm hoping that that will happen today. We started the new year with a message called Frequency, and we spoke about how important it is for this whole year and our lives forward that we need to stay tuned in to God's frequency. 
and that we need to generate a frequency of praise and worship. And that thirdly, we need to do both of those every day, all day, frequently. How's that going? Wonderful. Then we spoke, our first message on the series first was First Things First. We just sang that song. That was amazing. I think we were week two into this the series, and then Shane and Shane dropped that song called First Things First. I'm like, ah, that's so cool. <laughs> so that's why we're singing it. Um, we established from that sermon that we need to put God first, by extension, our bodies, which is the temple of the Holy Spirit, first, which means we need to take care of it, keep it pure. And then we need to put church first. We need to come and serve at the house of the Lord because that is His plan. Then we spoke about the first commandment. We saw the context there showed us that When the people didn't put God first, but they put Moses first, then they lost their focus on God, and they put it on fake idols. And that is what we need to be aware of as well. There can be things in our lives that become more important or as important as as God should be in our lives, and we need to stay clear of that. Then we spoke about the firstborn, and we saw how important it was that Jesus was the one to be the firstborn from the dead. And that through that, we saw powerfully that Jesus was the first to be born again. Then we spoke about marriage first and how important it is to do marriage God's way. And then we spoke about first fruits and God showed us how important it is for us to bring our first, in other words, when we have increase in our lives, when He blesses us, that we take the first of that, the first of the first fruits, and we give it to God first. And how do we do that? We bring it to the storehouse of God, the house of God. And last week we spoke about being His child first. And what does that mean? It gives us position. It gives us purpose. It gives us promises. And it provides provision. These are the things we've been speaking on. Can you get excited about that? How good is God? So I want, I, I repeated those again today because I want you to meditate on these words as we worship today and let God solidify these words into your heart. Today, we're going to talk about a message called Humility First. And I'm going to try to keep it as short as possible, but I feel God has put this on my heart to share with us and to gain some important truths that we need to also apply in our lives. We're going to read the story together about a man who was not of God's people, but had God's favor upon his life. And despite the fact that he struggled with a constant illness that, he had become a, that has become a life sentence for him, he got an opportunity to be healed. But he almost missed the opportunity because of pride and arrogance. But when he humbled himself, he unlocked his healing and his faith in the only living God. We're going to read together the whole story. But this is the only scripture for today, apart from our main series scripture. So please take out your Bibles and follow along. 2 Kings 5, verse 1 to 19. I'm going to read it as it is, and then we're going to go through it a bit. It says, Now Naaman, commander of the army of the king of Syria, was a great and honorable man in the eyes of his master, because by him, listen to this, the Lord had given victory to Syria. Seriously, yeah. He was also a mighty man of valor, but a leper. He was sick. He had a constant illness. 
and the Syrians had gone out on raids and had brought back captive a young girl from the land of Israel, a slave girl now. She waited on Naaman's wife. Then she said to her mistress, the slave girl from Israel, If only my master were with the prophet who is in Samaria, for he would heal him of his leprosy. And Naaman went in and told his master, which is the king of Syria, saying, Thus and thus says the girl who is from the land of Israel. Then the king, now remember they said the king, he has favor in the king's sight. So the king of Syria said, Go now, and I will send a letter to the king of Israel. So he, Naaman, departed and took with him ten talents of silver, six thousand shekels of gold, and ten changes of clothing. That's a lot of money. Then he brought the letter to the king of Israel, which said, Now be advised when this letter comes to you that I have sent Naaman my servant to you, that you may heal him of his leprosy. And it happened when the king of Israel read the letter that he tore his clothes and said, Am I God to kill and make alive that this man sends a man to me to heal him of his leprosy? Therefore, please consider and see how he seeks a quarrel with me. The king is getting the wrong message. (laughs) Have you ever read a WhatsApp and thought they were insulting you? (laughs) He's trying to say one thing, he's getting another thing. So it was when Elisha, the man of God, heard that the king of Israel had torn his clothes, that he sent to the king saying, Why have you torn your clothes? Please let him come to me, and he shall know that there's a prophet in Israel. Then Naaman went with his horses and chariot, and he stood at the door of Elisha's house. And Elisha sent a messenger to him saying, Go and wash in the Jordan seven times, and your flesh shall be restored to you, and you shall be clean. But Naaman became furious and went away and said, Indeed, I said to myself, he will surely come out to me and stand and call on the name of the Lord. He's God and wave his hand over this place and heal the leprosy. Are not the Abana and the Farpar at the rivers of Damascus better than the waters of Israel? Could I not wash in them and be clean? So he turned and went away in a rage. And his servants, his servants came near and spoke to him and said, My father, my father, if the prophet had told you to do something great, would you not have done it? How much more then when he says to you, wash and be clean? So he went down and dipped seven times in the Jordan, according to the saying of the man of God. And his flesh was restored like the flesh of a little child. Wow. And he was clean. And he returned to the man of God and all his, with all his aids and came and stood before him and said, Indeed, now I know that there is no God in all the earth except in Israel. Now therefore, please take a gift from your servant. But he said, As the Lord lives before whom I stand, I will receive nothing. And he urged him to take it, but he refused So Naaman said, Then if not, please let your servant be given two mule loads of earth, for your servant will no longer offer either burnt offering or sacrifices to other gods, but to God, to the Lord. Yet in this thing, may the Lord pardon your servant. When my master goes into the temple of Rimmon, so that's the God of Syria, to worship there, and he leans on my hand, and I bow down in the temple of Rimmon. When I bow down in the temple of Rimmon, may the Lord please pardon your servant in this thing. And then he said to him, Go in peace, 
So he departed from him a short distance. Now, the story goes on with Gehazi following him and trying to get what he was going to give Elisha. And then he comes back and Elisha, being a prophet, knows everything. And he's, he knows that Gehazi did a bad thing. And then Gehazi gets the leprosy. And he was white. It says he was white. But anyway, that's not the point of the story today. What I, feel, what I felt God put on my heart here is, is a very important principle. Some of us may be here today, and I, and I believe this word is for someone very specific. Maybe there's more than one. But I think all of us can in some way relate to the situation that Naaman finds himself in. Not of the people of God by birth, but there's favor on your life. You have this physical illness that you don't understand why. You keep struggling with this one thing, but there's at the same time, you have favor with the king. You have, and it's going well when you do what you do. Maybe someone here feels that way. You've got this thing, but it's also going well, but you would love to get rid of this thing. And you, you hear from a slave girl from Israel that there's a possibility of healing. You don't know, but this little girl from the people of God gives you hope. That hope moves you to go to your king and say, there's a chance that I can get healed. Now, he had favor with his king, but also he was winning the, when he went out, he won battles. So the king is like, I've invested in this guy. I could do with him living a bit longer. So let him go get healed if that's possible. Then he writes a letter. You can see he didn't really listen. He thought the king of Israel was the man of God. Because he writes it to the king and says the king must heal him. So there's a bit of a mix-up. So miscommunication started the first problem. Has that ever happened to you? And then the prophet who hears from God. So what did the king do? The king reacted to what he read. And he read into this with fear. This guy wants to attack me. Elisha hears that he tore his clothes because of the letter and says, King, seriously, don't worry. There is a man of God in this country. <laughs> the king should have been that man of God who should have had wisdom and sent him to Elisha, but he didn't. But Elisha has the wisdom. And he says, King, let him come to me. Now, check out this scene, all right? This great warrior from Syria, a mighty man of valor, arrives with presents and a chariot and all these aids. They come to Elijah's house. Elijah sends out a messenger to give, a, to give an instruction. He, tell, he tells him, go and wash seven times, you will be healed. Now, did Elisha try to be prideful and arrogant himself by not coming out? Or was he hearing from God that this is exactly how you should do it because I need to test something in this man. Being the prophet that he is, I believe that God told him, don't you go out, send your messenger. I'm going to test this guy's heart. So the messenger goes out. He tells him what to do. And Naaman is offended. He is offended because he expected something. The Bible actually says specifically, I thought this was going to happen this way. And now it didn't. What did he do? He had an expectation from the man of God that was not met. Now he is disappointed to the point of rage because he's prideful. And he starts thinking, 
well, I mean, if this is the way I can get healed, I might as well have done this and this and this from what I know. Have you ever done that? Lord says, do this. It's one sentence, a few words. You're like, that makes no sense. I would rather do this. Anyone done that before? Be honest. You guys are very quiet. God resists the proud and He gives grace to the humble. Another scripture says, He gives law to the proud and grace to the humble. And this is what Naaman was faced with. Do you really want healing? This is the way. And he had a problem with the way. Do you really want financial breakthrough? Do you really want healing of your body? Do you really want to restore that relationship? Do you really want to move up in the company that you're in, but you feel stuck? Do you really want that job that seems to be just out of reach? You have a sense that God has called you for something great, but you just you can't get to that next step. Whatever your story might be, the key to unlocking the healing, the breakthrough, lies in humility first. But the servants, now this is a proud man who was offended by a prophet. Now his servants come to him and say, Father, don't you think if he said a great thing, you would do it? But he's asking so little. <laughs> Why don't you try? So they convince him with logic. But the fact that they said father may even mean this was his own son. I'm not sure, but it may be. But God gave him a chance and then he gave him another chance. And how gracious is our God. He didn't just leave him when he walked away in a rage. He spoke through a child. Once again, coming from a humble place. Someone beneath him spoke. And this time, by the grace of God, he listens. And he goes. Maybe he was still a little bit like, you know, mumbling, going to the river. Why am I doing this? Washes one time, two, three, five, six, seven, and he looks. And he doesn't just have healed skin. He has a better skin than he had before. And that changes everything. And he goes back to the man of God. And he is humbled. He is humbled. He says, surely, surely, the only God who lives is the God of Israel. Changes his life. He wants to give everything to Elisha. Just take it. Elisha's like, no, it's not why I did it. Maybe God told him, don't take anything from this man. She's just going. He says, okay, what? I need to serve this God. How can I serve? He says, I want earth. I want like this earth to go with me. I want to build an altar with the earth from Israel so I can serve this God. And then he says, I'm going back from the temple of God, from the presence of God to a foreign nation. Maybe you feel like you leave this place and you go into your workplace and it feels like a place where idols are worshipped and you are expected to do certain things. Like Naaman. Naaman said, listen, I have to go back. This king trusts me. We're going to be in the temple of Rimmon. He's going to put his hand on me and I'm going to have to respond. Please pardon me. I know that's wrong. My heart is not in it. My heart is now the Lord's. But there's certain things I'm going to have to do without compromising my heart. Please pardon me. Maybe you feel that way in your workplace today. 
if I go there, but maybe you can go and be the difference. Maybe you can go and shine the light, be the salt of the earth, be the light of the Lord. Amen. This is a powerful truth. I believe that the things we specifically need to hear from God today is that on the other side of humility first, we can receive physical healing. On the other side of humility first, we can receive emotional healing from relationships, disappointments, and hurts. On the other side of, of humility, we can get rid of unforgiveness and bitterness. And then the two most important things that I feel God put on my heart to challenge us with today there are people in this room and maybe people online that need to hear this today. Your breakthrough is on the other side of humbling yourself and getting baptized. I talk to a lot of people that are still stuck in cultural Christianity and I ask them, they, they list all their problems and the issues they have and, the stuff, and I say to them, first question is, are you saved? always you'll find that with me are you saved what does that mean to you and then i'll ask have you been baptized in water why because when we get saved our first step of obedience should be to get water baptized because that's the pattern of the bible then baptism with the holy spirit your key the key to your breakthrough today Maybe to humble yourself first and say, Lord, I've been prideful. I've been saying things like, yeah, I was baptized as a baby. That's a lie. It's not a baptism. First of all, it's sprinkling with water, which is not baptism. Second of all, a baby can't be converted yet. And baptism follows conversion. So to think that that was baptism and you are withholding baptizing yourself now because you think that's what it was, is withholding you from your breakthrough, withholding you from the next step. Sure. Does that ring a bell with anybody here? Yes. All right. Humility to say, I may be wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. God, what do you say? And the second one has to do with tithes and offerings. There's a lot of pride going around when it's about pride and offering. <laughs> tithing and offering. Oh, some people have pride in their offering. I saw some comments on, I, I posted a clip from my teaching on first fruits, and some people have attacked me over what I'm saying. And all of their arguments are to get out of tithing. All of the arguments come to one place like, I don't have to tithe. Like, don't tithe. Be rebellious. And good luck with the fruit of that. There's one God, Amen. one faith, Amen. one baptism, one Lord of all, Amen. one word of God, and it says that's what we're supposed to do. I'm not making it up. Humility first, obedience. You have to do what God says. Let's stop complaining about what God is not doing in our lives because we think that's our perception, right? He's not doing this. He's not doing this. He's not healing this. He's not correcting that. He's not blessing me with this kind of money. And let's go, what if I not done? Yeah. Ooh, eh, eh. What if I not done that God has asked me? And ask yourself, who is God? 
You or Him? Who's in charge of your life? You or Him? It is not a democracy. It's a kingdom. And you are a child of the living God. And He's told you, this is the way you will have life and life in abundance. Do it this way. Bring 10% of what I have given you and what belongs to me anyway and see what I do with the 90 that you take back or that you keep. Just see. So we're going to first start by humbling ourselves before God, saying, I come with a humble heart before you, Jesus. This is going to be our moment for tithes and offerings. I want you to, to quiet yourself, close your eyes. If you know that you know today that I have been disobedient in some way with either baptism or the tithe and the offering, just humble yourself before God. It's as easy as going, okay, I'm wrong. I'm going to lay down my will and I'm going to choose to do what your word says. God says, test me in this. Test me in this. If I will not pour out the riches on your lives. Amen? So I'm going to give us a, mo a moment, close your eyes, and then we're going to, after a minute, minute or so, we're going to pass the boxes around. Give as God leads you. There's different ways to give. Maybe you give later with an EFT. It was just month end now. Ask yourself, did I give my first fruits to God first? Or did I first pay everyone else? And I'm going to give God the scraps that are left. Let's start there. It's a difficult question. It's an uncomfortable question, I know. But this is where the rubber hits the road. Am I going to go, yeah, but I should have done, I could have done that, I could have done that like Naaman? Or am I going to humble myself and dip under the water of baptism? Dip under the water of obedience and bring my tithe to the storehouse. Let us take a moment and do that. And then we're going to pass the buckets around. I'm going to pray over it. And then we're going to continue worshiping Jesus. Amen. Thank you so much. Let's just quiet ourselves, close our eyes, focus on Jesus. And ask Him, is there any area in my life, Lord, where I need to humble myself today? take a moment to give and bring as God leads us. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Breath we could ever breathe, we live. 
your family like the families to to gather together if you're here with friends just gather with your friends let's hold hands Lord Jesus how precious is your presence how precious is your love how precious is your grace on our lives we thank you for this Lord Jesus we thank you for this Lord Jesus we thank you that you have such great plans for us plans to prosper us, not to harm us, plans for a future. Lord, we receive together as families right now. Lord, I thank you for every man of the house here, every husband, every father. Thank you that you bless them, Lord. Thank you that you bless them with deeper revelation in their times with you. Thank you that you bless them with strength, with courage, heavenly courage. Thank you that you embolden them as men of God to stand and pray and do what you say, Lord. I pray for every woman of God that's standing here in this place, every wife, every mother, every daughter. Lord, I thank you for every woman that you have created so beautifully for a time such as this. Lord, we release your plans on their lives in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord, that they will find their worth, their beauty, their passion and their purpose in you first that they will know God calls me beautiful God calls me effective God calls me worthy God calls me a woman of purpose a woman of destiny that is who I am 
Thank you, Lord, that we have wives that love their husbands well and raise their kids well. We bless them, Lord, with everything they need to do that. Thank you that you've given us every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places to do what you have called us to do. I pray for every child in every family, Lord. We speak life and healing and strength and protection over them. Lord, we, we put on the armor of God, all of us, and especially for our children, the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the shield of faith, the sword of the word of God, the belt of truth, and the... the um, the f- help me the shoes of the willingness to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ we put that on and we know that we are protected Lord we know that we can stand against the fiery darts of the enemy Lord I pray for our children's protection of their minds of their purity of their holiness thank you Lord that you protect their bodies that you protect their minds from what other friends may want to expose them to. I thank you, Lord, that you put a special layer of protection over these children as they go out into that world. Lord, that they let them be and let us be like Naaman said, I may go out into that place, but I serve God first. He is my God and I will not partner with the world in any way, shape or form. I thank you for kingdom changes that are coming from this place in the name of Jesus. Lord, thank you that you bless us that you keep us, that you make your face shine upon us. And thank you that we can know we are your children. Lord, we want to step out of this place today with absolute praise on our lips, giving you all the glory, giving you all the praise, and making it all about you. Lord, we put you first in our lives, first in every area of our lives. Help us, Holy Spirit. Remind us in our daily lives to to stay in that place where we are positioned as children of God, putting God first. Thank you, Jesus. Amen and amen. Give your family and your friends a hug. We are going to end off with the song, First Things First Again. Let's step out with praise. Put your hands together. Thank you for coming to church today. God loves you. Stay afterwards for coffee and fellowship. We're going to have a great time together. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to the Love Key Church podcast message of the week. I trust that you had a life-changing encounter with God that will help you to align with His purposes so that you can be one step closer to reigning in life. And may you be inspired to share this with others. Have a great week and remember to listen again next week or you can catch us live online or come visit us in person. May God bless you and keep you. Make His face shine upon you and be gracious to you and your loved ones. God bless you. Bye-bye.